Welcome to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRR, and I'm Bobby Howe. Who and I'm not Alex, but I am yeah. Jeff Carson. Your 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 voice <laughs> sounds familiar. Like maybe our guests have heard your voice before. I have been on here before. Uh, you know what? This is really fun for me. I like I said, I used to get so nervous. Now that I've done it a few times with you all, now I look forward to it. I mean, when when I was asked to do this, I was like, oh, I can't wait. You know, and I think you're the only person who has been both a co-host with us and a guest of the podcast. Like, you've like pretty much done every role except Amber's role. I, I'm kind of a big deal. I, I you know, people I, may not be aware of it, but you're I, kind I, of I don't a big think deal. you may know this, but I really am kind of a big deal. So. Yeah, I, I, there's rumors about this. So, so uh, <laughs> rumor is while we're speaking about rumors. Rumor is last week you were out at the KAR, Kansas Association of Realtors uh, yes. Convention. Was it in Manhattan? Manhattan, yes, it was. And we, you there know what? Some we, fun things that happened. We, we had a great conference. Uh, we had a big winner uh, mm-hmm. for uh, Realtor Salesperson of the Year, Cindy Cunningham, won yeah. that award. And so was ex- super excited for her. Uh, John Fort was installed as the president. I- I'll tell you. John Ford is a real quiet man from Garden City. He has a very successful company. He does so many great things out there. He he works with a group that feeds veterans, and he has this big trailer, and he works with these group of men that they go around, and they they actually have this big barbecue and steak truck. I mean, you're, you're out in, you're out in meat country. You're out in cattle mm-hmm. country in Western Kansas. They got all these places and feed veterans that are returning home, about to be deployed, he does just some amazing work. He gave the most amazing speech um, about farming and, um, you know, about how, how farmers really, you know, you can't do all the things that we talk about doing without mm-hmm. farmers, you know, everything, right. everything that, you know, we, we see as a result of farming and, and uh, he gave everybody a, a gold $1 coin, everybody in the entire room, a gold $1 coin. I can't even, I don't even know how many people were in that room. It was a you know, big ballroom. Install, you've been to installation. There's lots yeah. of people there, yeah. but his granddaughter and grandson, young, little, it's like six, seven year olds walked around and passed one out to every. He wanted everybody in the room to have something from him. Oh. And uh, it, it was just the most amazing thing. And I, I get so emotional, you know, you've done this with me before I, I get emotional, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I, I told, I saw him before I left. I, for John, I said, your speech was one of the most heartfelt and genuine speeches that, that I can remember. I, mm-hmm. I, I love it when I don't see somebody up there reading their speech, but speaking from their heart. And that's what he did. And I said, I had my coin in my hand. I said, I'm heading back to Kansas city. And I said, I'm going to stop by the bank because I'm going to put up my safety deposit box because that's where I put special things. Mm-hmm. And He's just a super, super neat guy. So I look forward to 2024 with his leadership. Uh, Jamie uh, Sauter is going to be the president-elect from Emporia. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Hill, our own Jeff Hill, will be the first vice president. So I feel like I know him. I feel like I've met him once or or 700 times. The Mm -hmm. name is so familiar. familiar. They've got a great lineup of leadership. I think we're going to be in, I think we're going to be in real good shape, but it was a great conference, a lot of fun. And the Manhattan was great to us. And uh, yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, you mentioned the the gold coin that that he handed out and that I mean, you put and went and put it in your safety deposit box because it it's an important thing. You want to keep it. And it reminded me that every year on my birthday, <laughs> I know where you're going. I get a card in the mail from T. David Rogers with yes. the two dollar bill in it. And I've kept ever I kept the card and the two dollar bill. 
every single time. And what's a birthday card without a little money in it? But that's exactly. what he always says. That's, that's what he always does. says. And and he always will. Sometimes he'll send me like an old photo of me because we we served in leadership together when KCRR was yeah. uh, when we formed KCR. And he usually draws like devil horns on top of me and a little mustache and or a little pitchfork next to me, uh, things like that. But I, I tell you, I look forward to that every year. And you know, I'm mm-hmm. the same way. It's the reason two dollar bills went out of circulation is because we all hoard them and they're in my safety deposit box too. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it was to me, T. David is such an important, I mean, just speaking oh. of memories and things, remember oh, yes. T. David, when I first got involved at Missouri Realtors, I we were still St. Joe board was still separate from mm-hmm. Kansas City. So we were our own separate thing. But he was one of the first human beings and leaders to like be like, who are you? Come join us and like took us over, you know, under his wing and all that. And I remember coming home and telling my husband, I was like, I really wish this guy would adopt me into his family because he's like literally not because of the age, but he's like the grandpa I never had. Both my grandfathers passed before I was born. And I just immediately saw him as a fatherly figure in my life. And I'm just so blessed to have him in my life all of these years. He's he's amazing. Amazing human. We, it took us about 18 months, close, you know, 18 to 20 months to get the KCRR merger worked out between the, the, the two associations. And he, you know, we would be in there and we had half the people from Johnson County, half the people from Metro, and we'd be in there fussing and fighting and arguing and this and that. And invariably, I would say, David, what do you think? And he would, everybody would stop and he would say, well, and then he would kind of move his chair up to the table. Then he would take his hands and he would clasp them together. I think, and we're all leaning in thinking there's going to be such wisdom coming. You know, I, I cannot wait to hear it. And then he would say something that made such perfect sense. And we're like, why didn't we think of that? All With all this fuss and argument, we're like, well, of course, that's what we should do. Oh, my goodness. And so when we were choosing the first president, we actually chose the first president of KCRR. We said, you know what? It should be David. It's just anytime I think of him. I just always put a smile on my face it and does. it's just, it this, this, but I love that the, the John did that and set that example there for KAR with those gold $1 bills, because that's an amazing experience for so many people in that room. And that's not something, it's not just a piece of random realtor swag that you're just going to throw away right. and you don't have anything, but there's actual meaning behind that. And the fact that he has such an amazing charity, if we've not put him up for good neighbor of the year, we need to be putting him up for good neighbor of the year, because what an amazing charity that is you were talking and about. You know, you say that, and now I feel terrible because okay, why, have I, why, did I not, why have I not thought of that? I mean, it, it. you should see the trailer and how it's done up. And he talked about veterans, you know, in his speech. And um, gosh, darn it. Why have I not thought of that? I don't, but you. as soon as you said it, I was like, because, and I do think we have so many amazing people within our industry, but we don't even know the work that they're doing outside this industry to help their communities and all the amazing things that we're doing. But like, as soon as you said it, I was like, well, that sounds like a good neighbor award winner right there who's giving back to his community at a very, very high level. Oh, so. he, he does. And I'm, I'm soon yeah. as I, I got to write myself. We're going to, sorry, we need to stop the podcast so Jeff can go fill out an application right now. I, I, for John. Me, I'll be right back. <laughs> While you're filling out that application right now, while we're doing the podcast, I'm going to go ahead and do my book bit. Yes. Alex isn't here to sing for us. So we're just going to roll straight on into Bobby's book bit. Thank goodness. I know. Thank God. (laughs) The book that I have for us for this episode is called Keep Going. 
and it explores the concept of creativity and it teaches people ways to nurture your mind when you're undergoing divergent thinking. So the quote from the book that I like is, yesterday's over, tomorrow may never come, there's just today and what you can do with it. And oh, I think wow. too often yeah. we get caught up on the past and the future and we forget about every day is important and we can do something important with the day. So there are three lessons from the book. Um, and, and the book kind of talks about um, creativity is something that has basically a, accompanied our development as human beings. And we use creativity every single day in one way or another, though a lot of us like me, like, go, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. Right. I say the but same thing. Have, yeah, but we have creativity in a different way. Just some of it uses in our jobs and other right. of solutions us- to problems and things like that. We don't think of it like that. We think of artsy and things Exa- like that. Exactly. And I'm not the artsy person. Oh, but, no, no, no. Um, but when our mind catches up on a negative thought, sometimes our creativity can suffer then because of that, because we kind of get stuck into that negative slope. So keep going addresses ways to fix issues related to creativity and keep innovating even in times of hardship, which you know, a lot of our members and everybody's feeling some hardship with the market that we're currently in. So how do we keep that positive mindset and keep pushing forward? So three lessons from the book. The first one is find whatever floats your boat and add that to your daily routine to set up your mood for work. Um, everybody functions in a different way. And when it comes to work, there's no such thing as one size fits all. We all have different stimuli that get us motivated and ready to work. And preparing your mind and body is something that requires creative thinking. Um, there was the, the German poet Goethe who used to smell rotten apples before he would get into his writing. So what is that weird thing that helps stimulate you and get you activated? Scheduling helps you set the framework um, for work and keep working will keep you having free time. So figure out whatever that thing is that will get you in the mood and go do it. For me, it's going out and going for a run and clearing my brain. And then that allows me the ability to come decompress and do whatever I need to do. The second one, and I've been preaching this for a very, very long time, is set up, and I didn't call it this, so to be clear, set up a bliss station to focus on your work better. Uh, a bliss station is a concept developed by the writer Joseph Campbell, and it implies setting up a work spot after your own taste without any sort of distractions that will keep you from squirreling away and going, oh, pretty object. Oh, mm-hmm. pretty object. Exactly. Um, building a creative space allows you to retreat into a safe space where your creative being can be able to fully express itself without those distractions that may possibly show up. So it's important that it's something sacred where nothing can uh, interrupt your work. And this is where people really struggle with this, though, is to fully reap the full benefits of it. You have to have no disturbances, which might mean getting rid of all factors that interfere with your working time, such as if you highly distract yourself with social media and Instagram and Facebook and things like that that we're real good at. You might just need to put your phone on airplane mode so that you don't have the ability to do those things as a distraction while you're trying to create or do the heavy lifting of your work so you can just stay focused in on what you need to do. And then finally- airplane mode and I'm not on an airplane? Did you know you could do that, John? You're talking gibberish right now. You are talking gibberish. (laughs) I'm going to gibber, gibber, gibber. Um, (laughs) Lesson three, and this one's a tough one too, um, is to declutter your space, nap, nap more i ah, like this one i like that one and keep going and stay Bobby's authentic. back <laughs> stay authentic to your art 
instead of just chasing profit. So a decluttered space makes everything look fresh, organized, and sets the mood for work. Um, taking naps can wash away the toxins from your brain and make room for new uh, areas of growth. And then lastly, be careful when it comes to monetizing your work just solely for the sake of monetizing it. Yeah. Not that all that you have to create have to end up in profits, especially when it comes at the cost of you following trends and popular ideas just for the sake of money instead of keeping to your authentic thriving self. So that is my book bit. Keep going. Um, and the author's name is Austin Cloen. So. Well, I love that nap part because every once in a while I do doze off. And then my wife is always, you know, oh my gosh, you're asleep again and blah, blah, blah. Now I can say it's because I'm cleansing the toxins. I'm making room for more creativity by doing that's it. Right. That's that's the reason I do it. I don't do it for the rest or the sleep. I do it because I need the space. Yeah. When my, when I, I was I'm writing this down. School, I'm going to have this conversation could... probably in about a couple of hours. I'm probably going to yeah. have that space. I'm going to go ahead and text Patty right now and be like, I'm so oh, sorry, Patty. I'm so sorry. Um, I know. <laughs> Here's um, what's coming, Patty, just so you know. But when I was in high school, my dad was a factory worker. And we both get home at about the same time. And so we always took 20-minute naps. And my stepmom used to get so irritated that the two of us would come home at the end of the day and take a nap. But I was like, I was so much more energized to go into the evening and do my homework or whatever I had to do. So um, looking at the time... I bet our guests are waiting in the waiting room and are ready to come join us on the podcast. Do you know who we're having on as guest today, Jeff? I do, and I have been looking forward to this, and I am so ready for these two. Who are we bringing on today, Jeff? We have Rob Wagner and Elena Luker with the uh, with the Heartland MLS, and you know what? Two of my most favorite people at the office. Mm -hmm. I mean, Elena is just my gal pal. I mean, if I need to vent, I go shut her door and I vent and I turn around and walk right out and she comes over. And usually I don't have a door because yeah. since I work from home, I, mm -hmm. I just have a cubicle. She'll call me and say, I need to vent. You need to come over to my office. <laughs> and she's like, shut the door. <laughs> and then and Rob, what? Rob what? is Rob. You can't find a bad thing to say oh. about the guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, other than he can't say anything quickly. And no. And that's the pot calling the kettle black. So I know if I like, put the two of you in a room together, we're in trouble. But the one thing I want to point out before she comes on is that Elena gets a bad rap just for doing her job, the thing she's literally paid to do. Exactly. And I think if most people just got to know her, they would know what an amazing human being she is. And she deserves a lot more respect than sometimes our membership gives her. Absolutely. That's 100%. My soapbox. Let's go get Rob and Elena and bring them into our podcast with us. We're going to talk Sounds some great. private office exclusives today. You the confetti. Meet Continental Title Company, your regional title and escrow experts, proudly known as the company that celebrates you. Our new tagline embodies our commitment to redefining real estate transactions, because every step of the home buying process should be a cause for celebration. Why the change? We sought to reinvent ourselves, making our clients' experiences truly special. This fresh tagline signifies a customer-centric approach and reaffirms our dedication to celebrating your clients' milestones. Our goal was to create an atmosphere of excitement and joy, marking the start of a new chapter for your clients. To make this happen, we introduced some fun elements such as photo ops, champagne toasts, and confetti. We aim to acknowledge and honor these significant moments in your clients' lives, going beyond our exceptional services. 
we invite you to join in the celebration firsthand. Choose Continental Title as your trusted partner by visiting ctitle.com. With 17 convenient offices across Kansas and Missouri, connecting with us is easy. Let's raise a glass and toast to your success with Continental Title, the company that celebrates you. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRIR. We're here with our illustrious guests, Elena and Rob from Heartland MLS. Thank you for being here with us today, friends, both previous guests of the podcast. Yes. We are so excited to have you back. And today we're talking our favorite topic, everyone's favorite topic, (laughs) private office exclusive. So POEs. POEs. Also known as POEs. We got to yeah. use the acronyms. We're realtors. We got to use the acronym. I know. Alphabet soup. It's fine. RDR, exactly. realtors don't read. It's okay. Um, so POEs, like give us a quick summary of what it is and what they're used for. And it goes so smoothly. So I think that's the big thing. You guys have done such a good job to make sure that they just they just go out so flawlessly. So I'm just so looking forward to hearing how you guys have mastered it. <laughs> so, Yes. <laughs> Private office exclusive listings. Um, it's going to sound a little canned, but private office exclusive listings are supposed to be used in the rare occurrence that a seller wishes to con- keep privacy around the sale of their listing. So they are specifically engaging with a listing brokerage to list that house privately within that listing brokerage and to find a buyer client from within the clients of that brokerage. Rob, can you give us an example of a, maybe a recent seller that would have wanted a POE? Well, first of all, define rare occurrence. This seems, this is a new term for me, rare occurrence, because it seems like we have a lot of them. So we have a lot of rare occurrences occurring in the marketplace. Yeah, I thought so... this was going to be easy, Jeff Carson. <laughs> oh, I know they did. They actually said, "Oh, it'll be it'll be great." Jeff will be yeah, there. No. It'll be good. Oh no, they were Alex the... and I. It would be easy. It's you the have hard Jeff. Stuff. This know, is sorry. this is like Judge Judy. So don't think you're getting away with anything. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got to see him on Monday at the office, though. <laughs> rare, rare occurrences are are defined as, and this is from NAR, they're defined as your divorce situations, your high profile situations, anything that a seller, and I stress the word seller, determines that they need to keep privacy in their transaction. We did have, um, there were some um, situations where there was a judge that he was selling, I think it was a condo, and he was selling his condo did not want anyone knowing he was selling it, didn't sure. want it publicly marketed sure. for safety reasons. Yeah. Um there was that's, that's a perfect that's a perfect occurrence. Yeah. yeah, there was a police officer. And again, he for security reasons, he did not want the inside of his house. He didn't want looky loos. He didn't want people coming when it was empty. Um he basically wanted to keep it private for his safety of himself and his family. So those are the those are the instances where it's been used that I've been away made aware of, which were the correct use of the POE. Those both were oh. perfect examples. Yeah, those are uh, yeah. You could not give better examples of those. So this sounds like an option for clients who want to handle their marketing in a very specific way. What about sellers don't want a lot of strangers walking through their house? Would a POE be good for that? It could. I mean, it just really depends on the situation. It could, but you could still 
manage the syndication for a regular entry of a listing. Um, initially, when you're entering that listing, before you submit it as any status, you have the option to uh, limit the syndication or the release of the property data out there to the internet world. So you have that ability to where it's only on the MLS system. Um, you also have the opportunity to um, adjust the showings. You don't have to use Broker Bay. You can have full control of it where you are contacted only to process those showings and set them up, schedule them, oversee all of that. Um, so you can limit that ability for other agents just to schedule or the overlapping, any of that stuff. You just have full control over it. And that's a great point, Elena, because I don't think a lot of people realize mm -hmm. that they have the ability to um, handle the syndication. I think they just all assume it's automatic because that's, I think that's how we sold it originally that you don't have to do anything special. You don't have to do anything extra. It's just going to be done automatically, but by mm -hmm. the same token, you can control that too. So I think that's a, that's an excellent point to bring up. But, and, and I don't know that I've actually heard that a lot. And I don't, I don't know that I can, that I remember that actually. So, cause I don't think I've ever controlled mine. I don't think I've ever had one that would fit in the scenarios that you described, you know, yeah, and, and, and the the syndication settings, the internet setting is turned on as a yes automatically when you enter a, a new listing, um, a new listing that you are wanting to fully market and and publicly advertise. Um, and so yeah, it's it's not it's very rarely talked about that you can actually turn that field off, but it is something that has to be discussed with the seller so that they are aware that if that syndication field is turned to no, then it's going to be limited just inside of the the matrix MLS system and the matrix portal. And it's not going to be um, syndicated out to all of the brokerage IDX websites, not to Zillow, not to realtor.com. Um, and so it's going to be severely limited on where it's going to go. But so if there are some privacy concerns, um, yeah, that can be turned off and, and you can manage your own showings so as a listing agent. Can you take us through a couple of things with a, with a POE? I mean, will I see a sign in the yard? Can I market it on Facebook? Can I tell everybody about it? Those kinds of things. What are the most common violations you see and how there can we go. stay away from those? So honestly, right now, the most common violation is failure to modify when the private listing has been publicly marketed. There was some confusion on what was considered a public marketing violation or public marketing period. Uh, one of the things that was brought to our attention is that um, currently an unrepresented buyer is considered a member of the public. They are a customer, not a client, means they're not represented by the listing brokerage, therefore a member of the public. And the listing, if you choose to work with that buyer, then you are required to modify your listing to public visible within one business day of a conversation. Um, an email to that person, a signed contract, whatever, a showing, anything that happens to let them know that that listing is available for purchase. That is then that privacy is no longer there and you have to modify the listing to public visible. If you fail to do that, that's where the violations are coming into play. Um, it's not the fact that you worked with an unrepresented buyer. It's the fact that you didn't modify the listing accordingly within that required time frame. That's all. And, and the other confusion with that part or a little bit of that is that even when you do that, you can still keep those property details from being syndicated. 
When you go to this, the option, the modify option to change it to public visible, you still have those IDX fields that are already default to no, and you can keep them at no before submitting the property, as well as there's a showing piece to say none, broker bay or broker bay, and you can select that to say none because I still want to be in full control. So before you submit the property, when you make that change, we still give you the options to know that information or to change it to where you have full control over everything. Yeah, and Bobby, I'll, I'll answer the first part of your question because Elena described that piece. That is probably right now the biggest violation piece that we're finding um, on private listings is, is that part. Um, but yeah, with a private office exclusive listing, you cannot put a yard sign out you can't distribute flyers or other promotional materials. And I'm kind of reading directly off of what we have on our on our FAQ page on this. And it's part of NAR's clear cooperation policy. Um, you can't have yard signs, flyers, promotional materials, digital marketing on a public facing website. And, and that includes social media platforms, um, digital communication, including an email blast. So you can't just blast this out to everybody in your contact list because I, pretty sure everybody in your contact list is not a current client of your brokerage. So that would be a public violation as well. Um, promotional mailings, so no postcards, flyers, newsletters. Uh, your brokerage can't display this on their public IDX site. Um, and then multi-brokerage listing sharing networks. So that includes private social media groups. We do occasionally get screenshots of things. So um, the realtor community does police itself, which is, no, which is great, no, which is great. <laughs> um, and then what we found recently, cause there's always been in the clerk cooperation policy, this, this, but is not limited to kind of statements. So, um, there's other things that are considered public, public marketing or public advertising. Um, but on our FAQ page, we have added a couple of items fairly recently to kind of further qualify and further define this. So the last two items are discussions with any agent or broker outside of the broker's office um, or discussions with any member of the public, including rep unrepresented buyers. So that is the part that Elena just, um, just described and, and qualified for you. So let's say that I am an agent in a franchise that has several offices in the Kansas City metro area. Can I share those with those other people that are part of my same brand or can I only share it within my own office? Only within your own office. And yeah. that's the, that's defined by your MLS office ID. So if you, if there are multiple, if there's the same brand that has multiple offices, but they don't have the same MLS office ID, you cannot share that outside of your own office ID. You know, and, and that's a good point, Bobby, because, you know, we have some we have some really large offices where there are hundreds of people within that office. And it almost seems like it in, in those scenarios, it almost seems like it does kind of go outside the spirit of a POE when 800 people in some cases would have access to that. I mean, that, but I know it's a, I, I get calls about them as well from, from agents and wanting me to explain it. And the last thing you want me to do, and Rob and Elena will tell you, is for me to explain that to anybody. So I always tell them, you know what, before you do it, call Elena, call the MLS, get it straight from them before you do it wrong. Because then you'll, then the fines generated and all these kind of, and then there's that, that, you know, the lack of goodwill from the MLS. And it's not, it's, 
it's it's just there's that misnomer out there that you know we're always out there trying to find people and making money off of their mistakes it's the last thing we want to do it's the last thing elena wants to do yeah. and i and you know if you've got questions call and and she'll guide you right through it yeah the, the misconception that elena exists just to find to pay her salary <laughs> is the most ridiculous thing i, I and yeah. multiple people have said it. And I'm like, do, do you really think that? Do you think Elena really likes finding people no. and fighting with people all day long? Because no. she's such a kind, genuine, she hates what she does. I mean, she loves her job and she yeah. hates that part of her job. Yeah, I really simply do. Simply because someone didn't follow the rules. Mm. Right. Absolutely. In and you don't want to fight her. Let me tell you, you do not no. want to fight her. You will lose I'm pretty sure we time. both fought her before. And I'm fairly certain you, we probably both lost. You will lose. You will lose. <laughs> And, and in fact, because we are going through a budgeting period right now, um, we actually have some trends from the last few years. Um, fines have actually decreased over yeah. the last five years. Wow, that's good so to hear. By, by, a, by a pretty decent um, percentage each year. I won't give the number, but um, the percentage, it is dropping. And we choose education first. And we want that education interaction. Um, obviously, we want you to come to any of our classes Um just we're more than willing to answer any questions after we get through the content that we have, but um, make that's a phone a, that's call. That's a great trend. That's a trend you want to see. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Downward, downward trend on that. So, but we want that educational interaction. So if there's any question on any type of listing, including the POEs, please call first. So we can try to help you through the situation before it potentially can get in trouble. You know, it's, it's, a sh and you said it, Bobby, but it's a shame. They don't see what we do behind the scenes that, that happens at the office, because truly the fine is like the last kind of resort. Mm -hmm. it, re it really is. And to see the angst that goes on over finding people. And sometimes, mm -hmm. I mean, they're friends of ours. I mean, you know, yeah. we know them in the marketplace. They, they serve on our committees that they, sometimes they're leaders. I myself have been turned off for forgetting to pay my MLS bill when I was when I was the MLS president. It's kind of embarrassing to call back and I have to pay ten. Not back then, it was ten dollars to get turned back on before I found out what auto pay was. But uh, there's there's they don't discriminate, and you know what? And that's fine because I hey I got to pay mine too. Yeah, okay. but no, but I, you know what I think is is really really important is that there are, in my opinion, uh, a couple of different types of members out there. There are members who make genuine mistakes, either because they weren't educated, they were in a rush or whatever, and they're embarrassed. And so sometimes they get mad and angry just because they were it, to mask up their embarrassment. Others are just sad and like, Ooh, whatever. But then there's that other kind of member, that member that studies the rules and regulations and they know them backwards and forwards and they're just looking for that gray area to get over the other side. And Elaine, I have a feeling like you deal with those people slightly differently just because you can, over time, you figure out which ones are trying to just poke you, you the can. bear. You can. They're called Definitely. frequent flyers. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely over time, you figure it out. Um and especially when I look up their name and they've got like 10 of the same violation, uh, it's yeah. not an accident anymore. It's uh, so, yeah, I, I you learn over time. I've been here 15 years now, so I've yeah. definitely learned over time who who is doing what and when. But a lot of them, too, I when we get a new agent, they are bombarded with all of this information and including our roles and regs and timeframes. 
So a lot of times when I see that they're brand new, I'm not going to find them $50 on their first deal. Um, and, and, and that gives us like a good opportunity to have a good relationship to where they feel comfortable calling me because they know that I'm not out to just straight find them. That's not, that's not the goal. The goal is to get you educated on how to avoid this in the future. And if you don't feel comfortable, email me, call me, let's try to avoid any violation by us just having a conversation, especially with those POEs. It was honestly for staff, it was very hard for us to make any kind of a decision on whether or not to waive or deny an appeal for a thousand dollar violation. I didn't feel comfortable. And so we literally sent them to the board. Normally we review them and then kind of make a decision. I skipped that step because I'm not an agent. This is a fairly new clarification on the rule. And I don't want to make a mistake because I don't know what you guys go through as agents. So yes, if anybody has questions, call. People have started to call now and say, hey, this is the scenario. What do you suggest I do? Do I even need a private office exclusive? And most of the time it's no, they don't. So I'm I'm thankful that they take the time to call and have that have that conversation. Yeah, so, Lena, do you want to expand on that situation that you're referring to there? Sorry, Bobby, I didn't mean to interrupt oh, you as the as the host of your podcast, but I think there's an important <laughs> important piece that uh, that Elena can uh, can explain there the situations where we don't believe there needs to be a private office exclusive in place. Yeah, the misconception, and I don't know where this came from, is that. You need a private office exclusive when you already have the buyer and you're representing the seller and the deal's just already done. Um, you're just going to facilitate the sell paperwork and move on down the road. Um, it used to, before we even have private office exclusive, um, there were times that listings would just be entered when that happened as active, immediately pending, and then a remarks added that said sold before processed. That is still okay to do. Um, you don't need a private office exclusive for that um, because you, you're you not marketing the property. So there's no like need to not publicly market the property. You're just putting the data in the system for, for comp purposes, honestly, until it sells. Um, that's, that's good to know. I think that's, yeah. a, that's a good distinction to make because yeah. I think there is some confusion out there. And again, if you don't know, just ask. Right. I mean, you might be doing a whole lot of extra work and really worrying about this whole thing for something that you really yeah. don't need to. And you could still market the property when that happens. You could put a sign in the you know the yard saying contract pending or whatever. Um, so, and again, you could still uh, keep those that syndication piece and the showings piece. You could still control that when you enter the listing. You don't lose that because you enter it as a regular listing. Um, so what I'm hearing you say over and over again is that we should just call you and ask questions, like essentially ask permission ahead of time or ask for information ahead of time as opposed to forgiveness yeah. later. But if someone's just being just like, I don't want to have to talk to Elena because she's so cranky and mean. <laughs> not i, I get are, that yeah i, <laughs> I, I hear you i feel but, you well i mean you get cranky but that's because you deserve it because you're cinnamon rolls i do um it's fine no worries however what are some other ways that agents can learn about poes these rules these faqs what are other ways they can learn about all sure. the options they have available 
So on kcrar.com, we do have a whole webpage um, for private office exclusive listings. If you just go to kcrar.com and search private, just the word private, um, you will pull up that webpage. Um, there's FAQs, there's videos, there's, I think there's a link to uh, Rob's um, uh, session that he had. Isn't there a link to your recorded session? So there's that. Um, we also, uh, myself and Ricky in the compliance department, we hold um, a POE do's and don'ts training class every third Thursday of the month. So the next uh, opportunity to come to that is on October 17th. It's here in the KCRER classroom. It's hybrid. So if you are busy, you're more than welcome to go ahead and attend virtually. It's from 9 to 1030. So, and they are available on the um, class registration for you to sign up. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, let's I, say again, I, sign I, didn't up. Do, I don't know that. And I work around the corner from them. <laughs> See, this is educational. I'm kind of like, well. I learn by doing, uh, which is not, well, which is not what we want our people to do. Not at all. <laughs> so it's like say, I tell my kids, do as I say, not as I do. Thank you for that's, being that's, that's blatantly honest fun. with us, Jeff. We appreciate that. Well, I okay. knew you'd call me out if I wasn't. <laughs> um, but let's say I sign up to watch it hybrid. I watch it, you know, from wherever I am. And then somebody calls me to list their $3 million house. So I missed that. Was there a chance the recording is sent to me so I can still get the education or is there on demand version of the video somewhere? Yeah, we can definitely um, talk about, we need to um, see about recording those. Like I said, they are um, hybrid. So I'm sure we can start doing that and making those available on the private office exclusive webpage on caseareer.com. That's, yeah, that's a great idea and kind of a library because, you know, the, sometimes you learn the most from the questions yeah. that you get from the participants. And I want to go back to this $3 million listing that people call <laughs> me about. I mean, I, that's not a call I get. I no? mean, it's because you're out in Kansas. You're not up in St. Joe. Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> and we all know what a joke that is. To be Territory honest. battles. Is, how do I get that knife out of my back? I can't reach it. <laughs> it's there. Um, we're running up to the end of our time that we've asked of you today, and we want to be respectful of your time. But the last question I ask all of our guests is, what else? What else should we have talked about? What else do you want our listeners to know? What else? It's maybe not a what else, but it's a reminder to call us. Please don't hesitate to call us. Once the, I will admit that once the fine or the ball's kind of rolling, um, it's a little bit harder to stop it. So give us the opportunity to help you ahead of time and avoid the ball even going down the hill. Um, we are here to help. We are here to serve. And that's our job. And we are happy to do our job. So just call us, email us. Um, I've always told everyone they can email me during non-business hours because I do understand it's a 24-7 job for agents. Um, I do have my email. It goes to my phone and I answer them on the weekend and evenings. It takes me uh, like five minutes, if anything, just to respond really quickly. And I don't want you to wait until the next day and then a penalty's there and you're upset about that. So just want to put that out there again. Call Jeff, you know. put your finger down. You know, and no, 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 what I wanted to say, I know, put my finger down. What I wanted to say is that's not something, that's not some script that, that is no, given to her not. by the CEO or from Robert. That's, that's, that's truly how Elena and Rob operate. I mean, yes. she, she means that. I mean, it's, that, that's, yeah, I, I just don't want people to think that these are our talking points and we've been told to, no. to bring those things that call us anytime, night or day, that kind of thing. 
she, she really means that. And I mean, and of course, I have taken advantage of that. Yes, he has. Several. Rob, a question for you. Um, <laughs> you know, Bobby was asking about other things that we should know. Um, any, you know, any recent, um, you know, do you have any college bound kids that are getting scholarships or okay. signing to to play big sports at any university? Any, anything you know about? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I do. Yeah. You, do. you sound a little shameless like a, proud dad moment. I was going to um, say and that you can hear it in your voice. Yeah. I mean, you, this is the podcast. The yeah. Top. There you my, go. My oldest son, he's a senior in high school. He just committed to play baseball and um, to play baseball and attend Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas <laughs> and go to engineering school at the same time. So quite a feat. He's going to be a student athlete. At a local college, he made his mom extremely happy by staying fairly close, but um, his hard work has paid off. He gets to play baseball and get a higher education at the same time, and he wants to be an engineer, so... Yeah, that's amazing, and that's I did, cool. I I knew this, and that's why I wanted to. That's yeah. why I wanted to. I wanted to throw the ball at you to. Well, obviously, you knew moment. it the way you set up the question, Jeff. And <laughs> so. thank you guys for being here with us today. We appreciate your time and all your expertise. You guys and are what awesome, I keep but I agree with that. Over and over and over again, call or email Elena. She okay. works off hours for you, not paid to work off hours for you, but she works it for you to make your life easier and on some level to make her life easier too, uh, yeah. to be clear. But she's there to serve you and serve you at the highest level. She doesn't have to do what she's doing and she chooses to do it for you. So yep. thank you, my, thank you, thank you. And my well one, my one little what what else, if mm -hmm. I could just plug this in real quick. Yeah. We want to be the we want to be the broker and the agent's partners in this, no matter if they're doing a private listing or a public listing. We want to be your partner to help you either disseminate and market that to your own office in a POE or to the public with a private listing. So Awesome. Okay. Thank you guys. We'll see Bye you guys. later. This was fun. Bye. Bye.